0: Happy Halloween, everyone. Welcome back to the Derek Diamond Experience podcast. It is Thursday, October 31st. I can't remember if I've ever actually hosted an episode of this podcast on Halloween. This could be a first. I have no idea. Either way, it's pretty cool. So this week, we will be reviewing Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. And if you haven't listened to part one of this discussion, you can find that on Nerd Cave Retro, which if you're listening to this the day it comes out. Was released yesterday. So if you haven't, go back and listen to part one on Nerd Cave Retro, where we dive into discussing Halloween one and two, then come back and listen to this one. But joining me for this discussion, first, we have my co host from the Nerd Cave Retro podcast and the co writer of the film Monsters Anonymous, Mr. Jason Robbins. How are you doing? How are you doing? All right, now I'm scared. Show's over. Also joining us is a former professional wrestler, former guest of this podcast and a fan favorite over on the Nerd Cave Retro Show, Mr. Joey Image. How are you, sir?
1: Good evening, gentlemen. That sounded like uh, Jason's character from Monsters Anonymous.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it actually it really did. <laughs> Jason's actually taking the week off. We have Satan himself that will be reviewing this movie. That's
2: right, I got my donuts <laughs> and I'm good to go. <laughs>
0: So as I was saying before, uh, we just wrapped up doing our discussion of Halloween 1 and 2, and now we're going to discuss Halloween 3, which is a 1982 American science fiction horror film and the third installment in the Halloween series. It was written and directed by Tommy Lee Wallace, John Carpenter, and Deborah Hill returned as producers. So the interesting thing, and we'll just kind of dive right in, this was very different than the first two being that there was no involvement with michael myers or really anything to do with the story from the first two and i watched these three movies for the first time earlier this week i actually started with this film per jason's recommendation then went back and watched halloween one and two so uh let's start with joey what was your first memory of seeing halloween three because i understand that I'm probably going to have to play moderator between you two.
1: (laughs) Well, now it's between all three, or me and you two, because I didn't know that uh, you watched this first. Um, First of all, I didn't even realize that Carpenter and Deborah Hill were producers on this movie. And uh, I'm kind of surprised, because why did they agree to do this when it has nothing to do with their initial vision of the character and stuff? But my first, first, I I think I saw this... um, God, I don't even remember. Maybe in the early 90s. Because when this came out, I was only, I think, five years old. So uh, I probably saw it in the early 90s or late 80s. My, my I, I said this on the, the the show we did previously about one and two, that uh, I saw the first couple because my brother and one of my sisters was a big horror fan. So I would just see it like in the house on TV or whatever. Um, but... This one, when I saw it, I hated it because I was such a big Michael Myers fan, even that young of an age. Like, I just thought the character was cool because he was like supernatural and had supernatural powers. And you couldn't kill him with a gun or stabbing his eyeballs out or burning him up or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I saw this, I hated it because of that and because I thought that meant that Michael Myers is finally dead in the fire at the end of two. So now they just I assume well they're just going in a different direction and doing a completely different series and I'm not cool with that. So F you, but I watched it anyway. <laughs> and you what know what? You, I didn't I didn't I'm sorry, I, I didn't actually realize until I I marathoned all these movies with my girl uh last year before the new one came out. I never actually realized that the theme song is the London Bridge song. Yeah. Or the, the tune or whatever. That mm-hmm. never clicked to me until like a year ago. And it didn't make me like it anymore.
2: <laughs> well you're already what about you, Jason? wrong to start off uh <laughs> um as i said on the last show uh this was actually the first halloween movie i ever saw was halloween three season of the witch i never saw halloween one and two until you know sometime in the 90s when i was in high school um this movie I saw on the the Fox Network when it was very very young and they were starved for uh, content. I, I saw this movie several times on on the, the the late Sunday night movie on on the local Fox station, and uh, I love this movie. I, I have my entire life there. I it doesn't bother me that it has the Halloween title on it. I think I honestly think that if It didn't have the Halloween tag on it as Halloween 3. If it was just called Season of the Witch, it wouldn't have the hate that it gets to this day. I
0: agree. That was going to be my next question is do you think (laughs) that had it not been associated with 1 and 2, would it be perceived differently? I think it was a big mistake
2: to call it Halloween 3. I mean, I understand what they were trying to do with because even from the very beginning John Carpenter wanted the Halloween movies to be an anthology like each movie was supposed to be about something different but centered around Halloween which is a mm-hmm. very cool concept to me you know sort of like um you know like like the like creep show or something like that they could, they could do uh like american horror story in tv yeah american horror story each yeah. movie could tell a different story and i'm totally right. okay with that but i think they just they they marketed it completely wrong. They didn't let people know that that's what they were going to do. They didn't tell people that Michael Myers was not in it. He he technically was in it for like a second because this movie takes place in a, a universe where the Halloween movies exist, you know, in
0: this movie, uh, the universe that they're in. But...
2: That's well, and you see the, the, the
0: scene mistake. in the bar fairly early in the movie when Dr. Chalice you know, is just sitting at the bar. You see all, Flash on the TV the Halloween logo. So it was kind of a meta thing in a way, which I, I'm a huge fan of meta if it's done correctly. I thought it was kind of cool, but to me, the mistake that they made with this movie was that they actually made a sequel to the original. I had... Michael Myers just been a one-off story like say he was killed at the end. Yeah. And then this were part 2. It could have changed the whole perception but then you bring back Michael Myers for the sequel, you make him a popular character and of course people are going to crap on it because it has nothing to do with the first two. Yeah.
2: But I just think this movie had such a great storyline to it. You know, it was I agree with you. It was science fiction, it was horror, it was suspense. Um, not a lot of blood, hardly any. I don't think there was any blood in the movie. Um,
1: no, there, I don't think there was either.
2: It, it was all about atmosphere with this movie. And I I, I felt uh, the, the same, like this movie has kind of the same feel as uh, John Carpenter's um, uh, In the Mouth of Madness. And... It kind of has that same sort of feel to it, I, and I don't know if you guys have ever seen that movie. I, it's been years.
0: I haven't seen it, but that it's actually... weird because, like, when
1: you when you mention something that's that old, uh, I worked at a video store for seven years. <laughs> so when you when you mention a movie that came out during the time I was working there, I picture the box in my head instantly. Still, and it's been a million years since I've worked there, but. Um, Well, obviously, I mean they don't even exist anymore. But I picture the box right away. I'm like, wow, I remember like when this came out, and I took it home and watched it. But I haven't, probably haven't seen it since I don't know, 97 or 98, maybe.
2: It's still one of my favorite horror movies, and my definitely my favorite John Carpenter movie is uh, in the Mouth of Madness. Kind of, it takes place in a you know one of those weird towns where. You know, the the people in the town are strange and like you're you know, you're kind of a stranger in a strange land, that type of thing. Like, I love that feel of like, you know, the, the odd little out of the way town where most of the story takes place, um, you know, where the uh, the the shamrock, the silver shamrock factory was in this, you know, this quiet little sleepy town And it sort of has a feel of like almost like Invasion of the Body Snatchers. And like it's got science fiction stuff. It's got uh, witchcraft and a lot of Irish folklore. And like I just, I love everything about this movie. Um, Now, before we go any further, I will say there's one part of the movie that does make me cringe because it is so stupid. (laughs) Towards the end of the movie, after. Um, he, he takes Ellie away, you know, out of the town, and turns out she's been replaced with uh, an android. Mm-hmm. And her he get—they get in the car crash. Her arm gets ripped off. He he takes her head off with a, a jack. Gets in the car, and her arm is still in there. And then the arm comes to life and tries to strangle him. That was so bad. <laughs> like I wish they could take that out of the movie. That's the only part of the movie that makes it kind of stupid, but the rest of it, I love this movie. I love it so
0: much. Well, and going off of what you were saying, I I think it feels in a way similar to the same beats as the first Halloween, where it's based more off suspense than it is, you know, shot kills and you know it didn't feel like a, a cookie cutter type movie like the the sequel did it was very much a thought provoking suspenseful type of film and even the the very end you know it's like you know what's you know what happens but it leaves it open to interpretation where you think well you know what happens from there because to me it reminded me of the end of say like an episode of the twilight zone
2: yeah yeah it's very where it leaves twilight that little
0: zone. bit of uh, you know you know what happens but you don't know what happens
2: but uh, let's tell everybody kind of what the plot of the movie is, because uh, more than likely, people listening to this have never seen the movie.
0: Yeah. So, uh, long story short, it takes place uh, late October, leading up to Halloween uh, in Northern California. Shop owner Harry Grimbridge, Grimbridge the Third, is chased uh, by mysterious men in suits. He uh, makes it to a gas station, but he and he's holding a um, a jack o' lantern mask, which comes into play later on in the film. And he gets taken to the hospital where we meet Dr. Chalice, who's the main protagonist of the film. Yeah. Uh, Harry dies. The doctor investigates it. Turns out there's, I think, corrupt silver shamrock novelties is putting it mildly. You find yeah. this very science fiction and supernatural type of twist that goes along with it. Very different than the previous two films where it's based off of you know, a realistic sense of like you could see someone like a Michael Myers invading a neighborhood and yeah. killing a few people. But this dealing with almost magical masks is a completely different left turn than with one and two. Yeah.
2: Well, he meets up with a woman named Ellie, who is the daughter of Harry, who yes. uh, dies at the beginning of the of the movie. And, uh, you know, they they're they're trying to do some uh, investigation into uh, what happened to, to Harry, and it leads them to the Silver Shamrock factory uh, out in the middle of nowhere in Northern California and
0: Santa Mira, California.
2: Yeah, and it, it turns out that they're uh, Connell Cochran, who is the, the head of the Silver Shamrock Corporation, uh, is a druid, basically, I think. <laughs> they take a piece of Stonehenge and bring it back over here to America and they're using it to um, using pieces. Basically of put it. these
0: chips in yeah. the, the masks that they sell to kids.
2: And what they're going to do is they have this, uh, the commercial, the silver shamrock commercial that they're going to play. And they're going to do a giveaway on Halloween night. Well, when all these kids are wearing their masks and watching this commercial, it basically activates the, the silver shamrock button on the masks and, basically kills all the children and why he does that well i captured a clip of why he does that do you guys want me to go ahead and play it it's about a minute and a half long and of course and the guy who plays connell cochran um what is his name uh daniel hurley i want to talk about him when we come back but man he just eats up the screen man like I love that guy so much I could watch him just read a phone book for hours but, uh, but let me go ahead and play the clip right here why Cochran
3: why do I need a reason Mr. Kupfer was right you know I do love a good joke and this is the best ever a joke on the children but there's a better reason You don't really know much about Halloween. You thought no further than the strange custom of having your children wear masks and go out begging for candy. It was the start of the year in our old Celtic lands and we'd be waiting. In our houses of wattles and clay, the barriers would be down, you see, between the real and the unreal and the dead might be looking in to sit by our fires of turf. Halloween. The festival of Samhain. The last great one took place 3,000 years ago when the hills ran wrecked with the blood of animals and children. Sacrifices. part of our world, our craft, witchcraft to us it was a way of controlling our environment it's not so different now it's time again in the end we don't decide these things you know
2: the planets do easily the best actor
0: in the movie oh absolutely well, and even his entrance into the film, because he, he's mentioned by name a few times before he actually shows up. And it's one of those great, you know, character entrances. Like, mm-hmm. as soon as he shows up, you're just like, holy crap, that's Conal Cochran. That's the guy who's behind everything. And he's so, I, I, so I personally loved his entrance.
2: He's so sinister. <laughs> and, and that voice I, is just great, like, happy Halloween. He would have made a great Sith Lord. Like, I think he would have made a great uh, Emperor if it wasn't for um oh crap, who played the emperor? Ian McDermott. Yeah, Ian McDermott. I I think he would have made a great emperor or Sith Lord.
0: He would have been a great Tarkin, too. Yeah, he would have. But something that I actually thought was pretty clever the way that this happened. So it turns out that all these workers at this factory are androids mm-hmm. that were built by Cochrane. So Dr. Chalice, once he rescues um, Ellie. He grabs a bag full of the chips that are supposed to activate within the masks, and he climbs up into the rafters of the um, of the factory, activates the commercial, and then dumps the chips onto the main floor, thus deactivating most of the androids. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a really cool scene. Yeah,
2: that was a, that was a really good scene, and then Connell Cochran like looking up at him in the rafters and doing that really soft like golf clap with that kind of smirk on his face like god i'm i'm watching the movie and i'm just like man he's just like chewing up all the scenery man like just just being uh, like i i have an acting boner for that guy
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh that's fantastic overall i actually I really enjoyed the acting for the most part. So what movie. Smooth- uh, what do you uh, What do you guys think about Tom Atkins
2: as the lead actor?
0: Joe, you can go first.
2: Uh he was okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: if I am I'm, I'm stuck on the on the the fact that Halloween is in this movie's title because if it wasn't it would be a lot, but it would be a great standalone movie. Yeah, I but think.
2: why can't you just watch it just <clears throat> with? Well,
1: I'll t- I'll talk about it as if it's not Halloween.
2: But- yeah, I mean that that's that's all I ask because <laughs> it's a great it's just movie. That it's,
1: I don't know, it's part of the series. It's not, but uh but I I mean I dug it. Like I said, we we watched it last year, me and my wife, when we we marathoned it. We went, we did the whole Michael Myers Michael Myers stuff first, and then we did this last. And uh, I, I mean, I liked it as as a movie. Um, I thought it had a strong cast, and uh, I kind of want one of those masks.
2: Oh, I do too. Yeah. yeah. I
1: I don't know if they ever
2: like made and sold replicas of those or anything like that, but I would kind of dig one. Oh, as a matter of fact, they did. Um, let's see. As part of the merchandising campaign, the producers requested Don Post. Uh, So I don't know if you remember uh, Don Post masks. Uh, They still make Halloween masks to this day. Uh, To mass-produce the Skull Witch and Jack-o'-lantern mask, producers had given exclusive merchandising rights to Post as part of his contract for working on the film. Uh, He had already successfully marketed tie-in masks for Planet of the Apes, Star Wars, and E.T. Post used the original molds for the masks in the film to mass-produce masks for retail sale. Uh, because the masks are so significant to the movie they could become a cult item with fans wanting to wear them when they go see the movie um but the uh the, the skull <laughs> and the uh the witch were already Don post masks and then they worked with the producers to call oh, cool. the uh the actual um pumpkin mask to make jack o
0: lantern yeah that's cool just Those check for the cool. the shamrock chip oh yeah <laughs> Before you get the mask I don't know if I would watch it if I would wear it, like to the
1: movies. Like, if I am going to go watch a movie, I am not going to put something over my eyes.
0: <laughs> you know, it'd be yeah. one of those cool collector's items, though. Like, if you had, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like a like a featured set in your house <laughs> that had Halloween merchandise on it, it'd be cool to just have like the Jack O' Lantern mask up there.
1: Like, I have I have the Scream mask, and it's like it's hanging on my wall, and it's awesome. Like, I would love to put one of these next to it. Although next to it right now is a Mister Robot mask, so I'd have to put it next to one of those. But that would be cool.
0: Yeah. No the the masks were something that really like stood out to me as far as you know certain things through this film. In addition to you know the guy who played Cochran, his acting, and I even liked the um, I think I'm saying this name right, the Cup for a family that yeah. show up at the factory and then they yeah. end up falling victim to the commercial. That was a cool scene.
2: Still is a. That's the scene that got me as a kid. That was the one scene that creeped me out when I was a kid and scared the hell out of me.
0: Well, it was just such a slow build because, you know, the kid puts the mask on. The parents are just like, we've seen this commercial hundreds of times. Why are we watching it again? And you start watching Buddy Jr. and he's holding his head and then just falls on the floor. And it's like his head's caved in and you just see snakes and spiders come out of the mask and it's just really creepy yeah
1: you can actually still get the masks on amazon
0: really oh really at
1: least the witch one is on there i haven't i just googled it so I, I'm, not, I'm not on amazon proper but that there's a
2: ton of them actually there is the the jack one which is really cool i have another clip of connell cochran just because i like to hear him talk <laughs> this is a this is a shorter one but uh I, i'd love hearing this guy talk It'll
3: be morning soon. Halloween morning. Be a very busy day for me. Being a medical
2: man, you should find it quite interesting. Man, I just want to listen to him talk all day.
0: Should get him to narrate your life. Yeah, that'd be awesome.
2: Get him to narrate your next movie, dude. Yeah. Well, he's dead now, so. <laughs> Oh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> um, but Tom Atkins, the guy who plays—I uh, never remember—Doctor Chalice. Doctor Chalice. Um, you know, I I always liked him as the leading man of this movie because he's not necessarily like leading man material. Like he's not handsome. He's not built very well. He's he plays a doctor who isn't really very good at his job and he's uh, an alcoholic and uh, he he ends up with Ellie who is like way above his league. <laughs> and, uh, but I don't know, there's something about him that I just like in this movie.
0: Well, it's like in traditional horror film, you know, whatever they end up hooking up oh, in a random hotel room because of course, obviously,
2: Still no nudity though. No,
0: nope. I, like it was kind of teased, but you don't really see anything. Yeah. Which there there was um, there was brief nudity in the first two, but just like very brief. But no, there wasn't yeah. really in in this one. Yeah. Which was surprising. I the thing is, I still keep going back to the fact that, as a movie, I actually really like it. The, to me, the really only two things really took me out of the film. One, like you said, Jason, the the thing with the arm kind of coming back to life. Yeah, <laughs> and and the second was that damn commercial song. It was stuck in my head for days. <laughs> I think that was the point of it, though. I had <laughs> to listen to Surfing Bird to get that song out of my head. <laughs> <laughs> and then that got stuck in your head. Yeah, but I don't. Then I just know, made I mean, me want to watch Family Guy.
2: I kind of see this movie as a little more science fiction than horror. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't know. I I mean, I can understand the hate that people have for this movie, but I think if you just kind of just forget the fact that it's Halloween, like just take out the fact that it's called Halloween 3 and just watch it on its own merit, I think people would give it a different view, I guess. I think that's the only reason. That's the only reason why I don't like it. It's got that
1: that word in the title that shouldn't be there.
0: It's just crazy to think that the whole perception of that series would have changed had Michael Myers just been a one-off story. And then I kind of dig. Two.
1: Yeah, I kind of dig that. Uh, you know, every installment, so to speak, could, it would have been like a different story and a different character or whatever. That would would have been very cool and that i would have watched and then and then if that was the if, if that were the case i probably would have given this a lot more uh you know a lot more faith than i than i do
0: at the moment do you guys think if that had happened there still would have been a huge demand for more michael myers i don't know Man.
2: i wonder if the if if it wouldn't have been for halloween three do you think the halloween
0: franchise would have stopped at two no I yeah. think they would have at least made a third one
1: I think it would have ended because I don't know because <laughs> because like oh well that like I said that's what I thought when I first saw this one to begin with I thought oh Myers died in the fire at the end of two so now this is a whole new storyline or whatever
2: because um I probably would have stuck with that and still thought that because the only reason that they brought Michael Myers back is because they realized when they made this movie that there was still a demand for Michael Myers and people yeah. were so angry that he wasn't in this movie that they're like, well, maybe we should bring him back.
0: Well, I might have mentioned this on the previous episode, but in a way Michael Myers became to me the most intriguing of those, you know, popular horror icons. Like to me he's more intriguing than Freddy and Jason because in the first couple of films you don't really know anything about him and you right. learn more as the series goes along i think but from you know from what i've read i've only seen the first 3 films but that mystery is maybe that was a part of why there was such a huge demand for him after this film was made yeah because uh, the reception it got critical response to halloween 3 proved to be negative mainly due to the absence of michael myers New York Times reviewer Vincent Canby struggled to apply a def- definite label to the film's content. He remarks, Halloween 3 manages the not easy feat of being anti-children, anti-capitalism, anti-television, and anti-Irish all at the same time. <laughs> 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 on, on the other hand, he says the Anti-Irish. film is probably as good as any cheerful ghoul you could ask for. <laughs> so he's like, yeah, it's anti-this, anti-that, but it's got some good qualities, too.
2: Yeah. Uh, and Roger see. Ebert wrote that the yeah. film
0: was a low rent thriller from the first frame. I wouldn't go that far. No,
1: that guy hates every. That guy hated everything.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Cinema uh, Cinafest magazine called the film a hopelessly jumbled mess. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Jason Paul column points out the absence of Michael Myers and the film's nihilistic ending as reasons why the film dissatisfied reviewers and audiences alike.
0: See, I would defend the ending, though, in a way, because they were going for, hey, we want Halloween to be a anthology type film. Wow. And like I said before, it's almost like an episode of The Twilight Zone on a bigger scale. Yeah,
1: I I just googled Fangoria Magazine Halloween Three, to see what they said about it. And the first thing that came up was that there is a single issue on Amazon for forty bucks of Fangoria Magazine when they covered this movie. That's it. <laughs> I didn't actually, fi- yeah, I didn't actually find a uh, like their article or whatever. But I found, uh, oh, here we go. Actually, this might be it right here. I, I I used to read Fangoria Magazine when I was in high school, so I'm like yeah. curious. But um. Tom freaking Atkins. Need we say more? <laughs> oh, and then something something went wrong, popped up. Well, that's not fun. Celebrating the anniversary, October 22nd. So I guess this came out October 22nd. because October 22nd, 2018, uh, Fangoria posted celebrating the anniversary of Halloween 3, which is now a year and three days ago. So I guess we're right at we're sh- just short of the 30 year
2: anniversary. Yeah.
0: Uh, I do like the cover of that magazine, though. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I love the poster for this movie. The The poster used to freak me out, too, when I was a kid. This is probably one of the coolest horror movie posters ever.
0: There's just something about 80s posters that stand out above to me any other decade when it comes to film.
2: Yeah.
1: It's the just- poster was the, the blue top right it was like blue on top behind the the letters are blue i I gotta google it i i i think it's in my head but i don't
2: remember uh it's got halloween three season of the witch the very top yeah this is what uh, i was thinking yeah yeah the top it's the letters are blue and then season of the witches are red yeah i just love that you know the silhouette of the kids uh in their halloween costumes with the red background and it's the night no one comes home
0: I don't know. I I will I will defend this as as a standalone film. I think <laughs> looking back on it, I think it was a mistake to associate it with the Halloween franchise. Mm-hmm. But you know, I I like it for what it is. Like I, it's an enjoyable movie. Well, that's why I wanted you
2: to watch it first before the other ones. To I wanted you to watch it without. Any sort of bias against it because it didn't have Michael Myers in it. It was completely different from the first two Halloween movies.
0: Mm hmm. Well, and also, you know, in addition to producing, John Carpenter did compose the score for this, like he did for Halloween one and two. And, oh, wow. That I didn't know. Yeah, it was John Carpenter and Alan Howarth worked together. They also worked together on the score for Halloween two several other films the the opening for this film is really cool like you're seeing what's looking like you know an old uh, CRT television with the lines on it and everything and you're seeing this picture being cut out and at the end it's the pumpkin and it almost has this um, electronic techno type theme to go along with it which I I thought was very fitting I mean it's different from the traditional Halloween theme but for what it was I, I thought it fit very well
2: yeah, I love the opening sequence. I, I love the music. The music is what sets this this movie off to me, because it's so atmospheric and sets the mood and the tone perfectly. And I think John Carpenter was able to do that a lot, because you go back and you listen to his music uh, for all his other other movies, like especially like They Live. The, the very mm-hmm. sparse kind of almost bluesy background music, and then you go in, and watch like uh, Big Trouble in Little China, like all that music that he made. Um, what was the name of his band that they did all the music for that stuff? Does it have it listed here? The Carpenters. Was that what they were called? No, that was a joke. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
1: the Carpenters were like Karen Carpenter oh, and, like right. I don't know, Lenny Bruce or something. I don't know.
2: John and the Carpenters. Yeah. Should have been it. (laughs) But man, I love the music to this movie. I love all of John Carpenter's music.
0: Well, and that's something that I think the three films do have in common is the score I won't say makes it, but it adds that layer to it. Because I think if you took kind of going back to the original Halloween, if you took the music out of it and you made it completely different. It would have had a completely different impact oh
1: yeah, oh, yeah. it would have had a different feel if you if you took out like the halloween michael myers theme song and put in like surfing usa it would have a completely different feel
0: or surfing bird by the trash <laughs> And i
1: don't know why surfing usa is the first song that came to mind but uh surfing bird would be uh insanely different it would it would have been a peter
0: a peter griffin mask <laughs> instead of a william shatner mask and it's every now and then Michael Myers just goes, hey.
3: <laughs>
0: haven't you heard? <laughs> Loomis just comes up like, haven't you heard?
1: <laughs> heard what? Brian, don't. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, don't. That's the, best,
0: that's the best part of that whole
1: episode. <laughs> Brian, don't.
0: <laughs> and you just see Stewie just slowly put the gun in his mouth. <laughs>
2: oh, I love that episode so much.
0: I remember watching that episode before it was like a, a big thing online. Like I just randomly found it online and I thought this is the most annoying song I've ever heard in my life, <laughs> but I love it. Yep. It's the ultimate troll song that, and of course, you know, never going to give you up. Yeah. Uh, some other, some other aspects of the, um, of the film, we mentioned merchandising about how the masks were really kind of, a, you know, a big deal, a, a big iconic part of the entire film, because it's, really the plot point of this whole thing. But uh, let's see. Uh, producers recruited British science fiction writer <clears throat> Nigel Neal to write the original screenplay because Carpenter admired his quarter mass series and it didn't include horror for horror's sake. We had kind of touched on that you know, uh, a little bit earlier.
1: That's how the uh, Rob Zombie movies came off to me. Just
0: like that. Well, and that's something that, like I said, I think they kind of went back to the well with what worked with the original, that it was a thought-provoking, you know, suspenseful type film. It's one that, you know, I was sitting there and as I was watching, you know, the scene with um, the first kid who fell victim to the mask and you start to see the, the snakes come out and the spiders and... I was actually like, because I, I hate snakes and I'm not a huge fan of spiders. So I that made me squirm all in itself. But yeah. it was just really uncomfortable, but in the way that it should have been, if that makes sense. Yeah. Well,
2: also, but too, yeah. if you look at the credits of the movie, it says written and directed by Tommy Lee Wallace and even Tommy Lee Wallace has said. Since then, that that's not necessarily true. Like the original, the original script was written by Nigel Neal, um, but then he he did his he turned in his uh, work, and then D- uh, Dino De Laurentiis, who uh, owned the rights of the movie, ordered more graphic violence and gore, <laughs> and uh, so then John Carpenter did a, a pass on it and um Tommy Lee Wallace felt it needed a little bit more of a tweak so he did the final pass on it but it should have been written by those three guys because yeah. Nigel Neal actually wrote the original screenplay for it
0: Yeah I I would agree with that
1: But um we can I, I just I just saw this sorry to interrupt um no worries. So the movie that comes out next year is called Halloween Kills. Is that right? That's that's the new one. I think so. <clears throat> um, so I just saw uh, on Google that uh, the nurse that was in the car when when Michael Myers took the car and took off in the first one, yeah, she's mm-hmm. going to be in the new movie, and the cop, uh, Sheriff Brackett, he's going to be in the new movie also.
0: Oh, that oh that's cool. cool.
1: Yeah, these were this was just announced. One of them was. The cop was just announced on the 14th of October, which was last week. And then uh, late September, they announced uh, Nurse Marion, well, Nurse Marion, played by Nancy Stevens, returns in Halloween Kills. That's kind of cool.
0: That's cool that they're bringing those characters back. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that
1: there was a Halloweenmovies.com, which is like everything about every movie.
2: Do you think they could ever do a remake Of this movie in some way, because I don't know if the plot would work in today's world, because, you know, (laughs) cell phones and the Internet have kind of ruined (laughs) a lot of movies. (laughs) If well, if they make it like
1: if they make it take place in 78, then I'm sure it will. Yeah. Like a period piece.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You couldn't set it in today's day and age. I don't think No. But I think if you were to remake it, you just call it "Season of the Witch." <laughs> oh, you yeah. take the Halloween aspect out of it completely. Oh, you! Mean, I, I I was thinking
1: about the first one. I was thinking if they had remade the first one uh, in today's day and age, I, I I would hate to see like like at real Michael My real M Myers on Twitter, like <laughs> "lol, I'm in the bushes." <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: No, he just constantly posts, posts the gif of the, the cat that's breathing, and it says, heavy breathing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not, um... Laurie Strode brilliant. would be on
2: Instagram. You know, it would just be. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I hate today's world. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, see, then the, the actual uh, teenagers wouldn't interact with each other in person. They would just be at their houses, and they yeah. would just chat on Twitter. Oh, of course.
1: Oh, my God. Of course, there is a real M. Myers already <laughs> right. on Twitter. Jesus. Real M. Myers, 78. Killing since 1963. Mental institution dropout. Not much of a talker, but I am much of a stalker. 45, <laughs> 45 Lampkin Lane, Haddonfield, Illinois. That's pretty hilarious. Fantastic. Not much of a uh, talker, but I'm much of a stalker. How many followers yeah. do they have? Halloween. Wait a minute. There's two new ones coming out. I didn't know that. Was there? Two new Hall- films: Halloween Kills in theaters October 2020. Halloween Ends in theaters October 2021.
2: Wow! So I guess that's the definitive ending of the Halloween saga.
1: I didn't even know about that. Uh, to answer your question, he has sixteen thousand two hundred followers.
0: Wow!
2: <laughs> more than I do. I definitely had no idea there it. was a second movie coming out. Oh, I knew it was coming. I just didn't know when.
0: I I, th- I only knew about the next one. They must be shooting them back to back. Probably. If they're going to release it that soon. Yeah. Be interested to see what they
1: do. To start saving money, I made a promise that I would give a nickel every time I thought about killing the f out of Lori Strode. I started 2 hours ago. It's a picture of a giant bucket full of nickels. <laughs> <laughs> this is hilarious actually.
2: I think I'm going to go follow that.
1: yeah it's real m myers 78 all right
0: (laughs) he should have posted the gif of scrooge mcduck from ducktales diving into the safe with all the gold coins
1: (laughs) the the bio is the funniest not much of a talker, but i am much of a stalker mental institution dropout is hilarious
0: there's some hilarious profiles on twitter i know after last jedi came out there was a there was at very lonely luke Yes, it was really funny.
1: I remember that. There's also a Jason L. Voorhees, mama's boy, outdoorsman, machete enthusiast, slight learning <laughs> disabilities, occasionally kills lots and lots of people. And then there's a ghost face from Scream. There is many of us, but I'll probably ruin your night, then hide your body somewhere. But hey, let's make it fun. Also a horror movie enthusi- enthusiast and professional killer.
2: So I got That was not as fun, but I've, I have a feeling that these three are made by the same person. So I got Is a story one for, for you involving the Scream mask. So back in, when did that movie come out? Like 96, 97?
1: Scream, the first one was 96, I believe.
2: Okay, so that Halloween, I actually got a Scream costume. And oh, nice. uh, I was at work, and um, I had the Scream mask with me. And one of my friends from work says, Hey, man, go put, that, go put the mask on. Go around the building, back by the dumpster. And I worked at a restaurant at the time. I was like, go back, uh, squat down by the dumpster, and I'm going to get the boss to come out and take the garbage out with me. And when we come around the corner, I want you to run out and scare him. I'm like, okay, I'll do that. So I put on the mask. I go outside. <clears throat> I'm waiting between the dumpster and the building. They come outside. I jump out to scare my boss. And what I didn't see was, have you, ever got, have you guys ever seen the, the bag and box Coke boxes for like Coke machines? Oh yeah, yeah, for the yeah. for the soda fountains. He had one of those in his his right hand, and I didn't see it. And the, that that cardboard for those bag and box cokes are pretty thick and heavy. <laughs> he fucking smoked me upside the head with that thing to like hard enough <laughs> to spin the mask around backwards, and I hit the ground, <laughs> and everybody was laughing at me, like because everybody knew that I was out there waiting. To scare the boss. So the boss essentially knocked me the fuck out with a big piece of cardboard box. Is there video footage of this? No, but that was the last time I ever tried to scare somebody wearing a mask.
1: <laughs> my, my friend Phil used to drive around with this green mask on until he got pulled over. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he had this old, like, creepy-looking, like, old pickup truck that... The guy he bought it from never got around to painting it, so it was just that like dark gray primer color. Oh yeah. And uh and he just he never painted it either when he bought it. He just left it that way and drove around with a scream mask and it was
2: hilarious. Awesome. That's great. Telling you, Derek, you've got to watch Scream too. Scream is such a good movie.
0: I actually might watch it tonight. You should. Yes. I highly recommend one,
2: it. One uh one four two three,
1: I think, is my order for those. 1423 Yeah, uh 1423 is my uh my top, you know, from whatever it's best to worst.
2: I think I had the soundtrack to part 2. Those movies had some great music to them.
1: Yes. 2 was really Well, 2 was great cuz it took place in college, so like, you know, the soundtrack was all like a 90s like alter, like, you
2: know, alternative stuff. Yeah, I remember that. Soundtrack had like Less Than Jake on it, and like a couple other yeah. movie bands. <clears throat> I was working at the movie theater at the time, too, so I got to watch all those movies like the night before they came out. Nice. Yeah,
0: that's awesome. Yeah, I think I might actually do that because it's not too late, so I should have time to to watch it. Funny enough, so uh, Joey doesn't know this, but I got home really late last night because I, I still hadn't watched Halloween 1 and 2 yet to do for Nerd Cave Retro. So I got home around 1230. So and I was pretty tired, but I'm like, I really need to watch this movie. So for the first time in four months, I had coffee. And <laughs> I didn't fall asleep until three AM. <laughs> <laughs> I probably one could have co- watched both. Oh my god. I had two. Oh, okay.
1: You know? I'm I'm contemplating whenever when we're done here, whether I should watch the first Halloween or the first Scream or uh Girl on the Third Floor just came out today and that's screaming. So
0: Oh, that's the one with CM Punk, right?
1: Yeah. It's from what I heard. It's he's a huge horror fan, and mm. uh from what I've heard, it shows in his role in this. So I don't know what I should do, but I'm I'm sure I'll end up watching Scream.
2: One, of, yeah, I think uh, I'm going to do that. One of my other yearly Halloween viewings, I always watch Killer Clowns from Outer Space, and I think I'm going to watch <laughs> that tonight.
0: Oh, geez, that's
1: that's a great movie. We watched that. Angela and
2: I watched it also a couple months ago. God, I, I, that movie is so <laughs> stupid, but it's
0: so good. <laughs> when was that? When did that come out?
2: Uh, that was what, like oh, 88?
0: Yeah, something like that. I'll have to add that to my list too. Uh, May twenty seventh, nineteen eighty eight. Yeah, it's funny because every time I cross a movie off the list of what I need to watch, somebody's like, "Oh, you need to watch this." So it's like my list never gets shorter.
1: Yeah, I was. I feel the same way. <laughs>
2: Oh, it's available on YouTube for free.
0: Oh, is it? What is? Uh,
2: Killer Clowns from Outer Space.
0: Oh, nice. I'll add it to the list.
2: So what is your guys' uh, go-to Halloween list of movies that you have to watch every single year? This one is definitely... This and the first Halloween movie, uh, Halloween 1 and 3 are (laughs) and Killer Clowns from Outer Space and um, uh, Night of the Living Dead, the original. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. They Live are my yearly Halloween watches.
1: Oh, They Live is great. That's such a good movie, but I would never... I wouldn't... Because it's not like Halloween-related, you know?
2: Yeah, but it, it still a has a movie. Halloween feel to it, though, to me. I love that movie. I have a, I have a They Live t-shirt.
1: It's great.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, you're forgetting one of the greatest Halloween films ever made, though, Jason. You're forgetting it's The Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown.
2: Oh, yeah, I did watch that last night. Yeah,
0: that, that's one of the better specials. I just added that to my server as well a couple days ago. I,
2: that's where I watched it last night. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I just added it a couple days ago.
0: I mean, to be perfectly honest, I don't really have a go-to Halloween list, but now I think I'm going to add Halloween 1 and 3 to that rotation. See,
1: I, I watch Grey Pumpkin, but only on TV. Like, I'll, like I have the Blu-rays and everything for... For the whole Scream, series. I have the Scream box set, and I have the big Halloween Blu-ray box set. So, like, I uh, always watch Scream at least Scream One uh, and Halloween One, and Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. That's probably like my only three that I try to watch every year.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah it's, I've I've never been big into like annual Halloween movies. Christmas is a different story. I have like five or six movies I watch. <laughs> yeah, for yeah, Christmas of
1: course. One. Well, there's a lot more.
0: <laughs> yeah, true.
1: And the ones that are out there are a lot more family-friendly.
2: Pretty much each season, I have my regular watches. Like, I have my Halloween movies, and then for Thanksgiving, I always watch uh, Planes, Trains, and
0: Automobiles. Oh, that's such a great
2: movie.
1: (laughs) You're going the wrong way!
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he's drunk. (laughs) does he know where we're going? Oh, man, we
2: should do an extra episode where where we... uh, we should do like maybe a commentary track or just talk about oh planes, God. trains, and automobiles.
0: Uh, I paid for a fucking car that's not fucking there. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what that means? You're fucked. Gobble, gobble. <laughs> that's <the> <laughs> best <laughs> part of that whole movie. Oh, man. <laughs> I love that idea. We should do a commentary track because I, I love that movie. My favorite John Candy film.
2: Why did you just kiss my ear? <laughs> <laughs> Where's your other hand? Between two pillows. Those aren't <laughs> pillows.
0: <laughs> but yeah, do you guys have uh, any final thoughts on Halloween 3 before we call this an episode? It's one of my
2: favorite horror movies of all time, if not one of my top probably I'd say probably top twenty favorite movies of all time. Definitely my—I I know this is uh, this is uh, <laughs> controversial. It's my favorite Halloween movie. Can you—you you can see me shaking my head <laughs> in disbelief right
1: now, without the camera <laughs> even on. I—I I can't believe this. <laughs> <laughs> you Joey's know, I, gonna I, private I,
0: message I, me and say, "Please don't." Please don't post this episode.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know, I gotta say, I'm surprised that uh, on Jason's list of Halloween
2: movies was not Monsters Anonymous. I figured that would be like a given. Oh, well, yeah, that should be a yearly watching for people. I, I, you know, I don't really need to watch it because I've seen it a thousand times.
1: (laughs) I still have to get a copy of that. I I haven't even seen it since I saw it. Oh my God, uh,
2: I need to send you a DVD then.
1: Yeah, please. Well, if you're coming up here in a couple months, just be with you.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: or or you can send me one and I can watch it with my wife too. Yeah,
2: I could just mail it. That's no problem. Um
1: I God, I can't say this is one of my favorites. I I to, to, to even put this in a top
2: 20 is, is shocking to me. I just love <laughs> it so much. I love the 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 look of it. I love the sound of it. I love the story. There's just something about this movie that just speaks to me.
1: Well, like I said earlier, if it didn't have the word Halloween in the title, it would be a great standalone film, but I, I just can't get over that part, because it's so blatantly obvious, and it's like, I don't know, it's it's a good movie, I, I do like it, I don't like it as a Halloween movie, but I like it, or I, I shouldn't, I don't like it as part of the Halloween series, but I do like it, Um, it's definitely the least watched for me, of the whole series, Uh, but... It's, uh, it's got its place, I think, in maybe a top 100 list. I was almost said 50, but maybe a top... All right, I'll, I'll give you a top 50. I'll take that.
0: For me, I, I agree with a lot of what Joey was saying. I, I actually really like the movie. I just think it was a mistake to include it as part of the Halloween franchise. But it it's intriguing to me in the sense that I keep thinking what could have been... <laughs> Had this been the actual Halloween 2, like would it have changed the franchise completely, or would right. they have still, you know, gone back to the well with Michael Myers?
1: You know what? I And I, I don't blame uh Carpenter and Deborah Hill for that, or Tommy Lee jo- uh, Tommy Jones, you know, the dude, <laughs> Tommy, Lee uh, Tommy Lee Wallace, whatever the hell it was, you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, be- because you know, all the backlash obviously didn't happen until after it was out, and everyone realized, oh, there's no Michael Myers. So they just were trying something different, and that apparently that was the scene. I mean, that was the uh, the idea to begin with was to do like this anthology type thing. So I don't blame them, but I feel like after the uh, after all the backlash originally, maybe they could have re released it just as season of the witch, maybe without yeah. the Halloween thing on there, and mm-hmm. then and then made four three. I mean, like. Clearly, they could do that. They just erased two and everything after yeah. it to make the new one last year. So,
2: well, that's, you know, why not do it thirty years ago? I don't know why they don't do it now when they market the movie, you know, with DVDs and Blu-rays and stuff. It's got <laughs> oh, I never a, thought of that. Yeah, it's yeah. got a cult following. Why don't they just call it either just call it Season of the Witch or call it like Halloween Night, comma Season of the Witch? Like, kind of get rid of the Halloween three aspect yeah. of it like it 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 it's in the halloween universe because the halloween movies exist but it's sort of like you know tangentially uh, connected to that you know the the michael myers universe of halloween so yeah maybe if they yeah. just market it differently even to this day i mean i'm one of those people that loves this movie and and, and it feels like i it, it's it's a great cult classic. I think it's definitely one of those movies like I would love to go to like a showing of it with other people that love it as much as I do. See
1: that that I would go to if I was going with you or if I was going with my wife. Well, I, actually she probably wouldn't want to go, but if I like if I was going with you I'd well, I'd go, but if it was like I I was going to go by myself or me and her I probably wouldn't do it cuz yeah. There's a theater by our house that shows uh original stuff. Um, like once a month there's like maybe 3 or 4 days out of the week where we'll they show like old school like her and I went and saw the original superman on the big screen a couple months ago and oh, like that's the original awesome. yeah the original transformers cartoon we saw a few months wow, ago awesome. uh the first rocky movie they played um so they do stuff like that i don't know if they've done halloween stuff i only became, i've only lived in this house with her for 3 years so I've only become aware of it the last, like, two years. But now I'm, like, on their mailing list. So when they say, hey, we have, you know, classics coming up in uh whatever whatever the hell town it's, and I forget, uh, I always look at it. But I- I'm always looking for Halloween, at least the first one to be on there. And they haven't done it yet since I've been living here, at least. But if, if that was a possibility with, with Halloween 3, I would probably go just to say that I did. But, you know, if, if Jason wasn't there, it wouldn't be as fun because at least... I'd be with somebody
2: I know that enjoys the movie. I, I yeah. can care less, yeah. but I would go just because he's going. Well, that makes sense. Now that you mention about the theater that's near you, there, um, Derek, I've been wanting you to go to this theater with me over in New Orleans. It's called the Prytania. Um, mm-hmm. It's a movie theater that's over a hundred years old. Like they still have the big pipe organ uh, up near. Oh, the that's screen. awesome! That's sick. And um, it's uh, it's in the middle of a neighborhood, literally. Like you'll be driving down. I'm like. We, first time I went there, I was like, we "We're in the middle of a neighborhood," and I'm like, "Is this? Are we in the right place?" Because it's like house, house, duplex, house, movie theater, house, house, and like <laughs> that's weird. Where did that come from? And it's only like it's only one screen, but they always oh, wow. do cool stuff there. Like they'll, you know, especially around Halloween, like they'll play the the original Halloween one, like at midnight on you know Halloween night, and they'll do showings of like Halloween three. And um, I went there a few years ago and saw Suspiria, the, the re-release, the, the 1080 or the, uh, the HD release of Suspiria. Like that was awesome. But, um, but I'd love for you to go over there with me, Derek, and uh, to see, you know, some old movie that you don't get to see in the theaters anymore and get to experience it in that old theater. It's awesome.
0: Yeah, because I know I've talked about you know coming over to your neck of the woods you know before the end of the year, so to have to add that to the agenda. Absolutely, that sounds I, awesome.
2: I need to look it up and see what's playing over there right now, especially for for the Halloween uh, time of year. Like they play all kind of uh, you know the horror movies and stuff.
0: The only requirement for Halloween three is we'd have to get the masks. Oh yeah. (laughs) Hey,
2: they
1: don't have this three matches. There's three of us. So let's just go. Yeah,
0: there we go. I call make it a (laughs) mandate. Uh, that sounds awesome. But, uh, do you guys, uh, Joey, do you want to plug your social media info? Uh,
1: yeah, you can find me on all platforms at Joey image TV and, uh, Joey image
2: at gmail.com.
0: And Jason, do you have anything you want to plug?
2: Uh, yes, please go check out my band, Falls from Grace, um, on Spotify, Apple Music, uh, Amazon Music, wherever you can stream music. You can look, uh, look up Falls from Grace, and we just released an EP not too long I didn't even know you were playing again, dude. Oh, yeah, we're, uh, we're kicking back up. And we have a Where new the hell have ep- I been? We have a new EP called Thelma, and uh, Joey, you should come down on November 16th because we have a show uh, at the Biloxi Civic Center which tickets are on sale now if you go to thesound228.com and just follow the links to the Eventbrite page. Uh, if you're near the Biloxi area, it's, it's going to be a big show, five bands, food trucks, uh, Budweiser products, all that kind of stuff. Uh, it's $15 for adults kids 10 and under are free it's saturday november 16th at 6 p.m if you're in the Biloxi area go get your tickets um uh, or if you're local you can get them from me personally you can just message me on twitter at jfunktastic if if the next ep is not called louise i'm never <laughs> <laughs> well we named it after our old touring van uh we named her oh, Velma, oh so well we, i was close we uh we thought we'd give her a, a loving tribute
0: well if you, the next ep was louise then you could eventually do a box set and everything and call it thelma and louise oh yeah <laughs> it's perfect
2: yeah
1: i'm sure that name is not copyrighted
0: no not, not at, at all. all you wouldn't get any probably.
2: would i get to nothing meet to Gina worry Davis?
0: <laughs> awesome well guys thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show it was great Oh, thank Thank you, man. Thanks again to Jason Robbins and Joey Image for coming on the show to have that awesome discussion about Halloween three. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it, as well as the previous show we did over on Nerd Cave Retro, where we reviewed Halloween one and two. For next week's show, Jason will be joining me once again along with the writer, director, and producer of the film survey, Steve Wise. He'll be coming back on the show for the first time in several months, and we're going to be talking about the Terminator franchise. Terminator Dark Fate comes out in theaters this week and I believe all three of us will be seeing it over the next couple of days at some point and we're going to come on the podcast and talk about not just that but the entire franchise in general. All three of us are pretty big fans of the franchise. I know I've had a lot of fun going back and revisiting the earlier films so it's going to be a really good discussion so be sure to come back next week and check out that fun episode. But until then, you can check out past episodes of the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Just search for the Derek Diamond Experience. You can also follow me on social media—Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram—at D Podcast. And of course, thank you as always to my close friends, the Unicorn Wranglers, for providing the theme music for the podcast. Their songs "Late Night Drive Through" and "Light and Jazzy" can be found on their latest album, "Greetings from the Space Van," which is available on Apple Music google play and spotify and i believe that's going to do it for this week's show thank you once again to jason robbins and joey image happy halloween everyone hope you enjoy the rest of your day or evening whenever you may be listening to this enjoy the rest of it have a safe and fun weekend thank you for tuning in to another awesome episode of the derek diamond experience i am your host derek diamond and we'll see you guys back here next thursday
2: Halloween 3 is the best.